G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, always good to catch up with Family Voice Australia and Ashley Saunders joining us from Sydney today. Hello, Ashley. Welcome along. Good morning, Neil. Great to be with you again. Ashley, you've been speaking at a men's breakfast in Sydney today. You get around the countryside. Well, there's an important job to do, and um, and I find that there are plenty of groups around the country that that need uh, encouragement, uh, who need information. And uh, if we can be involved in not only um, speaking uh, to a mass audience through radio, but be involved in speaking to individual groups, uh, we need people to be mobilised. We need people to pray. We need people to act in order that the decline in our nation can not only stop, but we can start turning these things around. Uh, Well, Ashley, you guys have a publication that comes out frequently, uh, the Vox Brief, and I think there's the online version called the Vox Link. Is that the case? I I know you've got a a regular mailing that you do for supporters of Family Voice Australia, keeping people in the loop about the big issues as they're developing. I want to pick up on a few issues out of your latest Vox Brief, if that's okay. Let's talk about sex and gender under consideration in the state of Queensland. What's that story? How is that unfolding? Well, there's a review underway of the Births, Deaths and Marriages Registration Act. And the intention behind the review is to enable people to change the sex or gender that they're registered with on their birth certificates. And um, uh, this is something that has come up in other states. It's been rejected Um, in 2016 by Victoria and Tasmania. Um, Sadly, in South Australia, similar legislation was approved. And uh, the idea is that that, that gender is fluid, that gender is not so much biological, but it's about how you feel, it's about your self-identity. And uh, and so uh, we've made a submission that a birth certificate really ought to be about the facts. It ought to be about... Uh, who your biological parents are. It ought to be about where you were born, what date and time you were born, and uh, the name given to you, and uh, and also your your gender or your sex. And, um, and and it will surprise many of your listeners to think that what we're saying is in any sense controversial. Um, but uh, these days, the idea of gender fluidity means that gender identity is much more co- uh, considered to be about how I feel about myself than it is about biology. And, uh, and yet, is, is a birth certificate really about my identity, how I feel about myself, or is it about objective facts and statistics? Is it about who this person is who was born? Uh, does it need to record the facts? And, and if, I, uh, if I feel differently about my sex and therefore I want my birth certificate to be changed to reflect a different sex or no sex at all or intersex or something else, what about if I wish that instead of being born in Waratah, New South Wales, I feel like um, I identify with someone who was born in Ipswich in Queensland? Um, if we can change one aspect of the objective facts, why not all of them? 
Well, it does draw into doubt, doesn't it? Every aspect of births, deaths and marriages, if you start to change the birth certificate, because if you get it wrong at one point, particularly on the birth certificate, it's going to flow through into generations into the future. It really is a major, major issue, Ashley Saunders. It, it is a major issue, and I'm pleased that the the opposition in Queensland has come out and said, look, this just demonstrates that the government's got its priorities wrong. That, that uh, the people of Queensland, uh, the opposition leader says, are interested in the delivery of services and the better and prompt and cost-effective uh, cost delivery of services rather than being about social engineering. And yet increasingly, uh, government policy um, is influenced by this desire for social engineering. And, uh, you know, call it back to basics, call it whatever you like, but we need to be, we need to be more and more vigilant to ensure that that facts and research and and, uh, and statistics are recorded, not just about how I feel about myself. Uh, let's talk about some other issues that are in your latest publications. Uh, you're mentioning school chaplaincy, and if we are hearkening back to the recent federal budget, uh, there were some significant announcements with regard to schools chaplaincy uh, funded for the next four years and with the intention that's going to be ongoing, Ashley. Uh, yes, that's right. And so... Uh, listeners will remember that uh, school chaplaincy was started while John Howard was uh, Prime Minister and then uh, over the last um, decade or so there's been ups and downs about whether uh, it will continue or not, um, whether it ought to be religious or non-religious and those kinds of things. And I'm really pleased that uh, with all of the talk about last week's budget, there's been very little talk about this major significant announcement that school chaplaincy um, has had its funding approved and extended for another four years. And the good thing about school chaplaincy is, is that uh, even um, principals and school teachers who are not of faith will recognise the important role that chaplains play uh, in the spiritual development of children to deal with spiritual issues, not just emotional or physical issues. And, uh, and so there's about... Um, uh, close to um, 2,300 chaplains uh, around Australia in schools, and the vast majority of them, all but about 40 of them, are in fact um, professing Christians. And uh, we need to give thanks to the Lord that uh, we have this opportunity. We need to ensure that those who are chaplains uh, make the most of those opportunities and, uh, and that this is for the, 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 the spiritual development of our young children. Ashley, as a little aside, sometimes we tremble at the knees when there are challenges to these issues and uh, taking the school's chaplaincy uh, as an example here because all of the opposition that there's been over the years and uh, listeners might recall there's been high court challenges and all sorts of uh, people who have been against the idea of school chaplaincy and that opposition is still out there and is still very strong, has a very loud voice. But it seems to me that opposition to chaplaincy has worked in favour of school chaplaincy. The controversy seems to put school chaplaincy on the agenda and, and even brings out an affirmation of just how valuable it is. And it seems to me like the funding continues to increase. It really is something that we ought not to be too worried about uh, when, there, when there is uh, voices of opposition because, because it is bringing to the fore uh, this uh, voice that affirms just how good chaplaincy is in schools. Uh, yes, it can work in that way, and we need to ensure, even when there are voices of opposition, that uh, we continue to be a voice 
uh, for common sense. We continue to be a voice for reason. We continue to be a voice for hope. Uh, and we are convinced that there is hope in Jesus Christ. Ashley, other issues. Uh, let's turn some attention to New South Wales. There's a new push on in New South Wales for exclusion zones for abortion clinics. And in fact, uh, there's a bill that's going to be tabled in the New South Wales Parliament around about now. Uh, yes, around about now. And uh, it's one that's being co-sponsored by uh, Penny Sharp, who is a Labor upper house member, and uh, and Trevor Khan, uh, who's a Nationals upper house member. And uh, the idea is that uh, they want to have a law that reflects uh, law that is already in place in the likes of Tasmania, Victoria and the ACT that says that within 150 metres of an abortion clinic, it would be illegal to um, placard, it would be illegal to oppose, it would be illegal even to counsel, uh, even to say... Uh, there is hope for you, there is hope for your baby. That would be illegal. It would be illegal to be uh, protesting in any, in any sense. And the, the, the thing that is most um, inconsistent about this legislation is that in New South Wales, abortion is still illegal, uh, as it is in Queensland. And, um, and so in a commentary in the, um, uh, in the online news feed this morning, uh, on 9MSN, uh, there was reference to the fact that um, whereas previous similar attempts have not been successful in New South Wales because they've been linked, the exclusion zone has been linked with decriminalising abortion, it's thought that because this bill that's being introduced um, this morning in just a few minutes, that that might be more successful because it doesn't seek to decriminalise abortion. So listen to that. Abortion is illegal in New South Wales, but so will it be illegal to oppose that criminal act outside abortion clinics. It is so inconsistent. And in terms of our role as speaking up for those who don't have a voice, and if that can apply to anybody, it applies to unborn children, there are um, some 70,000 to 80,000 abortions in Australia every year. I didn't make those figures up. Between 70,000 and 80,000 unborn children have their lives ended in the womb in Australia every year. And uh, it, it just breaks my heart. As it does, I'm sure, for so many listeners. And uh, always appreciate your capacity, Ashley Saunders, to be able to recognise the inconsistencies and to put your finger on things that are just not right and common sense might suggest that uh, there needs to be change. There's some other things you've been writing about. Another issue is this New South Wales Modern Slavery Bill, uh, which, uh, which is significant legislation. Uh, what's happening with that in New South Wales? Uh, most people don't realise that modern slavery uh, is on the rise, not only... Uh, in uh, the world, in other countries, but also uh, in Australia. So that modern slavery uh, includes human trafficking, it includes servitude, it includes uh, forced labour. Uh, a lot of it is uh, forced sex slavery. Um, some of it involves the idea that, um, uh, you know, I've come to the country, my passport is taken away and I'm forced to commit acts of prostitution because I've got to pay back some debt, all those kinds of things. That's, this is all included in modern slavery. And, um, and the, the MLC, the uh, Fred Nile Party MLC, uh, Paul Green, 
um, put this bill before the New South Wales Party to say we've got to stop this, we've got to take positive steps, we need um, an anti-slavery commissioner for New South Wales, uh, we need major companies to report on their chain supply to ensure that there isn't uh, modern slavery involved and all those kinds of things, and it passed the MLC, it passed the, the upper house, the Legislative Council in New South Wales, and it now goes to the lower house um, and uh, the, the Legislative Assembly. And uh, I pray that it will pass into law and that it will then spread across the country and other states will pick it up as well. Um, th this is something that, that is based on the fundamental human dignity of every person. And, uh, and I applaud Paul Green for what he's doing. Uh, lots of controversial issues to talk about. Let's talk of one. Uh, we have discussed this on 2020 uh, over some weeks, uh, this Real Bodies exhibition that's been going on in Sydney. And there's something of a backlash over the Real Bodies ex exhibition. Uh, basically, these bodies uh, come in from China. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, documentation that says where these bodies have come from, and it has created uh, all sorts of uh, controversies. What are your thoughts on what's been happening with that Real Bodies exhibition? I, I think it is uh, disgusting that um, real bodies, real people, uh, are being displayed like meat uh, in an abattoir. So th th this is horrendous. And uh, it is sufficiently horrendous that even um, some of the people who may not be with May, may not be with me on any of the things we've spoken about today would be with me on this. And so in New South Wales, for example, the Greens uh, upper house members uh, are wanting to shut that down. Uh, there, there are moves by um, some others in other parties to try and shut it down. And, uh, and I applaud that because um, it really is um, disgusting um, and, and it, it's offensive to humans uh, having been created in the image of God, that they would be uh, displayed like this without evidence that, that they've in fact consented to this while they were living. Um, as you've said in your introduction, there are uh, very real suspicions about where these uh, bodies have come from, whether instead of being people who donated their bodies to science, uh, whether they're people who've been tortured and killed, uh, whether they're, they're, whether they're um, prisoners of conscience before they were killed in, in other countries. These are, the, these are the serious issues, and I encourage people um, to, um, to look it up, and I encourage people to uh, petition their, uh, their MPs, if they're in New South Wales, um, to, to actually um, speak to your Member of Parliament, lower house or upper house, and, and ask um, exp express your concern and ask them to take action to ensure that this is closed down. Uh, it is significant. Let's talk uh, one more issue, if we can squeeze in a little bit extra here, Ashley. You talk about the Australian Capital Territory. The ACT is now in on the Act when it comes to assisted suicide. Uh, what are the developments like there? Well, ACT is now trying to get in on the Act, as you say, and uh, we've made a submission uh, to that inquiry and uh, in writing, and we've indicated a willingness for me to go to the ACT and to give oral evidence uh, if they would let me do that. Uh, we're very concerned, quite apart from um, what um, assisted suicide or euthanasia legislation does to change the doctor-patient relationship. Um, it, it changes a whole lot of things about uh, the dignity of human life but it also sends a very mixed message about suicide. Governments around Australia spend millions of dollars on suicide prevention. 
and and yet at the same time, Victoria has passed a law, and um, WA is considering a law, and ACT is considering a law to allow assisted suicide. That somehow or other, we can spend millions of dollars to say suicide is not good. We need to prevent suicide. We need to value human life. Oh, except in those circumstances where we say it's okay. What a mixed message that is. That suicide is okay if we say it is and we'll help you do it, but in other circumstances, no, suicide is not okay. It sends a terrible mixed message and these kinds of legislation, whether it's in WA or ACT or anywhere else where it comes, uh, these pieces of legislation must be opposed because of the dignity of every human life from conception to its natural end. Ashley Saunders, uh, one thing is absolutely certain when we have a conversation with you uh, that you alert us to so many serious issues that are going on in our very own society throughout Australia and there doesn't appear to be uh, that much of a Christian ethic being talked about in mainstream media. So being able to hear these from you uh, is very, very valuable. And just to mention, as I did at the start of our conversation today, uh, some of the things that we've talked about today are a part of a publication that you send out regularly called the Vox Brief. Now, it's all very well to hear us talking about these things on the radio. Uh, It's all very well to be able to go to the website, fava.org.au, which I'll encourage people to do, but uh, to have the opportunity to have a hard copy of something that arrives in the mail uh, with a level of uh, frequency that alerts you to the issues that are going on, I know that there'll be listeners who will be interested to uh, receive that Vox Brief, and you send that out to supporters. So fava.org.au. At the website, you were about to say something, Ashley? I was simply going to say, if people go to that website, they'll find the phone number, they can ring the national office, they can speak to Hannah, lovely lady who works in our national office, and uh, if they give them give Hannah their details, she'll be happy to add them to the list. Ashley Saunders, great getting an update once again. FAVA.org.au. Thanks for joining us today on 2020. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.